0: Everyone, how's it going? Welcome to Connects TV. This is episode 37 with the amazing Doug Dane. He's one of the good friends of mine. He's a professional and personal coach. He helps you with your life, with business, anything. He's world renowned. He's one of my closest friends in here. And I'm so glad we have him on the show today. Doug, how's it going? Hey, buddy.
1: How are you? I'm good. Good. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much for coming on the show, Doug. I mean, people have been looking up to you. We've been following you. We're just the services you offer are so helpful to people. Uh, we we want to know more about your story. How did you get started? What's going on with you these days? Like, we want to know, like, who's the real Doug Dane? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a long story. I'll try to make a Cole's notes. <clears throat> um, I guess I'll probably, I guess i may be able to start, you know, as it relates to you and I, um, 2013, I was, uh, I've been doing well in business for, you know, 25 years or so, but, um, uh, was still struggling inside. Uh, on the outside, I looked like I had it all together. And I, I guess I did. I was successful. <clears throat> and I had a good life. But um, I didn't feel good on the inside. And I still had you know, things I was carrying around and were bothering me and and uh, didn't really quite understand. Um, and I turned on the movie The Secret one day. <clears throat> uh, I don't know why. It was a Friday morning. I just had a coffee with a friend. They said, you should watch this video. And they gave me a DVD. I never watched it. I don't know what they gave me. But I turned The Secret on this guy, Bob Proctor came on the screen and he was, he was barking at me in that, you know, that tone of Bob's voice. And um, I had a flashback to 1989 when I went to a seminar with him, it was called you were born rich. and at that time I had just started a couple of businesses and failed and gone bankrupt, could not earn money. I was reading, think and grow rich. And of course I wasn't becoming rich. And I remember that seminar because i had come from a really, poor background and had failed obviously. And then I went to that seminar and I figured out why I couldn't earn money it's because I had a lousy attitude towards it and people that had it and I wanted it. And then when I shifted that, I went back, I started earning money and I was, became very successful in the business that I was in, but that was 89 back to 2013. Um, and I had, all right, I'm going to get into a, a, a coaching program uh, with Bob. And so I started following him um, for a year or so. And then Um, my life just really started to change again. And then I really started to understand what was going on for me. And uh, I did not know, you know, like many don't know still, I did not know that my mind is a machine and it directs my brain and my nervous system. And I thought if I could just fix my, the way I'm operating, how I'm feeling, that'd be a good thing. So I got excited by the idea that um, I was the one causing my anxiety and depression it was me. That was a slap in the face, but the best one I ever got. And then I decided I wanted to work with him. And so I became a, a consultant with the, his company and um, I shot to the top of the company right away within about four months, actually, because I wanted to work with Bob and I had a goal that I was going to be the top guy in the world uh, at that company. And I was going to work with him. And four months later, he called me and he offered me a position um, as the international sales director. And so for eight years, uh, I ran his uh, his coaching division up until he passed about a year and a half ago, and uh, I left the company last uh, Christmas, I guess it was. And now I'm just um, I'm on a pursuit to uh, explain to people simply because Bob kept saying, "Doug, it's so simple. You're making it so hard on yourself." And I go, ah, "You don't really understand, Bob." <laughs> and um, I had all these people coming to me. Because they had seen my life story in the newspaper and on television in 2001. And of course, since then, and through my time at PGI, I was speaking openly about this really dark, violent, abusive childhood I grew up in. And people want to, how did you go from that to being successful? And I, I couldn't tell you how I did it. I mean, I could tell you what I did, um, but I couldn't transfer it to you where you could repeat it. And I was talking to, or and I was talking to thousands of people, like one-on-one large group, small group, and everybody had the same problem. Everybody successful, unsuccessful, wealthy, poor, and they had a distorted or a poor image or opinion of themselves like I did. Uh, you wouldn't have known it. Uh, I hid it very well. And so I wanted to put it together in a, in a book. I didn't want to write a book, but I wanted to hand you a system, a process that you could follow. And so I wrote this book, Mistaken a- Identities, here, um, because I wanted to take everything I had learned through my experiences and through Bob's mentoring. And my own uh, awareness had come out of that process to say, hey, Bob was right. And it's not about Bob Proctor, but he I, you know, he's in the book for sure. And, and evidence of footprints of him are in the book. And I just said, uh, I just want to show people how friggin' simple this is and how fast it can happen. Mm-hmm. And it, it is simple and it doesn't have to take very long. to to let go of anything from your past that's getting your way so that's kind of my that's the story
0: it's just such a good story i mean i know you packed so many years into like a quick little thing but doug it's just so incredible the change you went through and just if it if anyone doesn't know the story they got to get that book mistaken identity could you hold your book up again Yeah, sure. look at this book mistaken identity by doug dane you guys can get it i believe on amazon and everywhere online it's an excellent book i highly recommend it i've read it i want to get an autographed copy from doug but you know you really go deep into what happened honestly i didn't even know like the extent of what happened but it's just doug what you've been through and the fact that you're still sitting here able to be positive and teaching people it's incredible most you know, it's just, uh, it's it's an amazing thing. So, so when you're working with Bob, did you ever have like top lessons you've learned? Cause the stuff I learned was like gratitude, like uh, something else, but what were some of the top things you learned one-on-one with him? And then kind of, I, I'm guessing you're teaching these principles now to your students.
1: Yeah. Um, calmness of mind, yeah. you know, uh, when I really understood how this, this machine works and Bob was one of the best at trying to teach people. You can see my little stick person there. Bob made that little guy famous, you know. Um, our, our mind only operates effectively uh, when it's in a calm, relaxed state. Our creative imagination to solve our problems only works when we're in a kind of a positive emotional state. And too many of us, um, you know, these days especially, you know, life is harder than ever. And, you know, social media, the internet makes it more confusing than ever. And so we're trying to solve our problems when we're in a, with a bad state of mind. And so I really learned to, cause I was very anxious. You know, I was very nervous, anxious, uncomfortable around people. Now You wouldn't have known it, you know, uh, when I told people, you know, the truth, you know, if I'm on stage, I go, I'm, I'm nervous. You're nervous. You would never know. Well, I was anyway. Um, so that was a big one it was uh, really starting to understand how my mind works and that, it is a machine and I can control it and direct it. It, it directs my brain and nervous system. And so I wasn't feeling good, you know? And so that was a, that was a big one for sure. Um, Bob just kept saying, Doug, and one of the chapters that's dedicated in the book to Bob is called let it go. Yeah. He said, Doug, let it go. You just let it go. Bob, it's not that simple. Okay, Doug. Whatever you say, just let me. No. You don't understand, Bob. Okay, Doug. Whatever you say. So let it. Letting things go. Um, definitely two rules. I operate. Three rules. I operate from. Bob gave me the first one. He said, Doug. He said, Why the hell would you care what I think about you? Because you shouldn't give a crap about what anybody thinks about you. Because I don't care what you think about me, and I certainly don't want you worrying about what I'm thinking about you. He said, Don't do that so i just I, he gave me an affirmation he said i'm as loose as ashes and i refuse to let anybody or anything get under my skin ever and i go i don't do that he goes yes you do i go no i don't he goes doug go look in the mirror and my skin or i was really red and i had rosacea red and blush. He goes, "Doug." literally they're getting under your skin <laughs> if i showed you a picture of my face a few years back man oh man it was shocking and uh, and so and then the other two rules was just again operating this mind properly was don't don't uh worry about the future because i can't control it i don't know how it's going to unfold and definitely 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 don't dredge up the past
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and, the- and i just i have those rules on my notepad on my phone i read them every day And he gave me a set of standards, um, rules to follow. He said, there's, Doug, he said, there's God made rules, there's laws of nature, and there's man made rules. He said, I would follow God made rules and rules of nature and then make up your own rules as you go.
0: That
1: was good advice.
0: That's really good. So, so, Doug, having a mentor really helped you and changed you. And for people looking to maybe find a mentor and stuff, like what's your opinion on having a mentor help you? And then maybe people wanting you to be their mentor. Yeah, listen, I,
1: th- I think the, the problem is in the, in the self help and the personal development industry and through social media. Um, I think there's some real confusion going on around this notion of mentors and coaches, et cetera. Listen, a mentor is um, if you wanted to climb Mount Everest. Um, I mean to get to be able to do that you have to be able to get onto an expeditions team and those mountaineers their guides they they take you up the mountain you go up the, you climb the mountain they don't climb it for you they guide you and chances are if you don't have a guide you're probably going to die you want you might make it up but you probably don't make it down and so a good mentor uh, what you want to do is find somebody that's getting results that you want in the area of life that you want results to improve and then and then follow them and let them guide you um you, you save time you save money you save frustration it's like on your co-pilot right or people you know get mentored by you we're co-pilots and we're just going hey or you're, dude you're, you're off track get over here you're going the wrong direction so i think having mentors uh, is essential i have a, a group of mentors here um i picked this up from napoleon hill and bob um, there's my invisible mentors oh wow um, it's my invisible counsel. there's bob jesus jfk gandhi lincoln napoleon hill uh william james and don miguel ruiz and so i pull these out every day and i i ask them for guidance and i, I have a little word here bob please continue to mentor me and guide me with ideas on how to best teach and serve others i had, I had a dream about bob last night Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can communicate with the minds of other people that's a little out there but
0: even though they're gone you're still all trying to communicate with them
1: well it's everything it's just their energy right I mean yeah you can tap into I'm a big fan of JFK and Lincoln and now Gandhi I've been following Gandhi uh, for quite a while and mm-hmm. man, man I'm learning a lot just from people telling his story you know
0: so mm-hmm. yeah that's so good you have your own counsel there people need to follow this technique and stuff so and yeah. you know like switching a conversation we're kind of curious what does your life look like now i mean i remember when i was with bob i was going to seminars i was doing stuff so how, is it very different now what does your day to day look like are you coaching all day long with students clients what does it look what does your life look like these days
1: i just spend my days uh, either thinking of ways to change your mind talking to you to change your mind, um, speaking in front of anybody, uh, interrupting people in a conversation. If they're off track, I'll be at a restaurant. I go, excuse me, can I just, <laughs> I, I think I just, I, I think I'm a lot like Bob. I just, um, I just, I just decide I'm just going to dedicate my life to try to, you know, wake people up. But most importantly, like where I'm really targeting 60% of adults, uh, have suffered some form of adverse childhood experience. That's emotional, physical, sexual abuse, witnessing violence, mistreatment, neglect. That's a big number. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm in that category. I went through all of that. And of course, those adults are raising children <clears throat> and those children are becoming adults that are struggling and the system, the mental health system, it's not working and uh, it didn't work for me. It's not working for anybody. So I'm really on a mission to really, you know, just get people to tell the truth about their story and get rid of this mistaken identity. You're, you're mistaken about um, how you see yourself. You're mistaken about your opinion of yourself. You're mistaken about whether you're good enough or, or, or worthy enough or to be loved or whatever whatever crap's running through your head. You're just mistaken. You bought into a story. It ain't true. You, you believe a bunch of stuff that's not true. And if you're off track, there's nothing wrong with you What's wrong is what you believe in, what you're following. And we got to get that straight. And so I'm just trying to find people and straighten them out.
0: <laughs> you're doing such a great job at it now. So talking mm-hmm. about finding people, how do people find you? How do they work with you? And, and kind of what's the uh, curriculum of your program? Can people just zoom in and get coaching for you? I mean, I've got a yeah. lot of people interested in working with you. They just want to know how does it work?
1: Yeah, of course. Obviously, you can follow me. You know, online. I'm always you know, trying to put out know, some tips online to kind of change your mind. Um, I I wanted to create an, an environment where people could come in and get you know access to me. Um, I just wanted to have a place where you get real advice that works. I'm I'm very direct. I'm very effective. I don't waste a lot of time. I get right to it. So I created a place called MyMentoringCenter.com, and I wanted to create a place that's it's free. There's paid. Levels, But basically anybody can come in and, and I'm basically online every day, um, uh, virtually here, uh, whether I'm at my desk or on my phone and just I'm there helping people, people to buy my book. Um, I also give you a free course. I, I created a series of videos with me where I explain each chapter. There's an action step. This is not really a book to read. This is actually a process. Um, and then I don't know I think I'm the only author that I know that basically um, takes you through the book and so you can read the book you can come on you can ask me help as you go through the books I'm probably more of a a, a virtual teacher if you will I'm just I'm like my class is open all the time just drop in and ask for help Uh, and then you know if people want to work with me closely and really break free fast then I of course I I do you know mentoring one-on-one with people as well
0: Mm, you still have availability to do mentoring one-on-one i know you're a busy guy yeah
1: yeah well, I'm, I'm selective about that i also have small groups um small pockets a group group mentoring is very very effective
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, if it's done right and so because you know i could be working with you on the hot seat and there could be 10 other people watching and we're all suffering from some level of the same problems all right, we're all the same. We all have pretty much the same set of problems. You might have three of them. I might have five of them. Somebody might have one of them. Um, and listening to you, me working with you, you learn, and it helps you. So, I'm very effective in a group setting. Bob taught me that really, really well. He taught me how to really be effective in what he called the hot seat.
0: Mm-hmm. You had great training from him too.
1: I got great training from him, yes.
0: That's amazing. I mean, that's why people really want to work with you. I mean, it, people like us, Doug, I mean, we're some of the last remaining people that worked in person with Bob. No one else can do it anymore because yeah. he's different to state. So
1: that's a good point. You know, somebody said that to me the other day. I mean, I guess, you know, knowing him so well and you know, we were friends and uh, talking all the time. I just kind of I guess I kind of took it for granted somewhere because he was just a regular guy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you're right. Somebody said that the other day that, you know. Uh, they got the opportunity to to you know meet bob and be in an event in a room him teaching he said a lot of people now it's it's all just he's still alive online he's probably more alive than ever but um yeah that's a, that's a good point
0: yeah you're one of the last remaining folks with me too so that's why people your skills and your services what you have Doug are so desirable people need your help bob used to say he used to travel the world and everywhere he went everyone needs this information and you yes. have it. so yeah. So just curious, so in the future also kind of coming up, like what does the future look like for you, Doug Dane? Are you going to have events? Are you going to do a Bob Proctor seminar thing? Maybe something like that. I mean, I know it's COVID soon, but what about having a big event, Doug Dane, the main speaker?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what i fact. I'm just meeting with my team this morning um, to do an event in New York and uh, Toronto. I live near Toronto here. Um, so right now the focus of, is to get the book in people's hands because I was saying to my team this morning, we just got to get people to read this book and take the action steps. Because the, the report so far of people that have done that, like the transformation, health, all kinds of stuff. It's remarkable. I'm not surprised, but I'm humbled, of course, because I put it together. But um, that's the first step is get that out there in the hands of people and, and spread the word. And just putting together a, a team of heroes that want to you know, get the book out there with me um and that's the first uh, phase and then probably in the fall um we'll start to do some uh, some live events as well i'll be in ireland doing an event in ireland uh, late august i think uh, with my friend kim calvert um, so i'm doing you know, i'm doing sort of local stuff and different um uh, speaking with other people but one step at a time as bob would say one day at a time doug nice nice well i got a big picture on my mind but it's you know, it's, you know, you, you think from here, but you have to operate from here.
0: Mm-hmm. People would love to see you in person too. Just like how we went to go see Bob and seminars and things. I think you'd be granted it Doug. Uh, on there. I could bring a big crowd for you too. All right. Well, I'm,
1: I'm open for that.
0: Yeah, we should connect. So, um, so yeah, moving forward. So we're so glad you gave us your background and, and feedback. Was it difficult when you made the decision to like write a book the first time and like process to do that? And Was that something that big for you? And also this is your first book. Probably you're going to have more like Bob would say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because people ask me, you know, how long did it take you to write the book? And um, it took me about eight years to write the book, but I was not intending to put a book out in my, over the eight years, I was assembling this process. I'm very process driven, you know? Um, But when I sat down to do it, um, again, I didn't, I even told the publisher, I said, listen, I don't want to write a book to write a book. I said, if this book isn't any good, when I give it to you, we're just canceling the whole project. I'm not here just to put a book out. Um, so when I made the decision, um, I the decision came, I had to put it out because I had no way of getting in front of people fast enough. And this was the one way. And I knew that when I had the way I had it laid out, it's like a map. I knew if I just take, if I spread the map out on the table, I go, okay, Orin, you're here. And you want to fix this and get to here? Just follow the map. So then it became easy. I wrote it fairly quickly, and even the 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 first manuscript, the publisher said, "Did you write this?" I go, "Yeah." He said, "Oh my God, like it's really, really good." Um, But then when it was coming out, then it got uncomfortable, you know. And uh, and my own mistaken identity, you know, has held me back um, from putting this. This system, you know, my version of all this together, and even now too, you know, sometimes my mistaken identity gets me in the morning. Go, oh, I don't want to get online and do a video, or I don't want to do an interview today. You know, it it, it still it still works against me. And but you 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 muster up the courage and the energy comes from, you know, the mission that I'm on. I'm on a mission to you know help people just feel better about themselves, and that gets you to that gets you over the line. Uh, but actually, writing the book is pretty easy. It's not hard. Once you decide, it's easy. It just you just start writing, and it just comes out.
0: So you had a terror barrier that you had to go through. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, but when I wrote
1: it, then I was, like, I was like, it's almost like it couldn't stop, you know. And I wrote it like fast. It was remarkable how quick it came out.
0: Well, like in a week sitting or something? Uh,
1: no. It was um. I sat down. It probably took me about um thirty days in total. <clears throat> I was chipping away bit by bit, getting momentum. And then i got it done and then i went back over it two more times over a couple of weekends Moved stuff around edited stuff cleaned it up and then gave it to the, the what's called the structural editor mm-hmm. and then the final editor and they made a few and they made a few tweaks but yeah you could do it in a week for sure
0: mm-hmm. well we, we love the title mistaken identity i love the way you did the cover of the jacket it's so it's such a good Thanks. book i think uh, you know people don't buy the book based on the cover but you've got an amazing cover I've promoted it. I've told my friends to go out there and buy it. So great job on the book. And I Thank will make sure I get more people to buy it. So just a, a few more questions. We want to wrap up soon. But another thing I think is big for audience and stuff is people's habits, what they do every day, things they're learning, bad habits, good habits. And I think from Bob, I learned a lot of like new things I've never known about gratitude the stuff night. so we're just curious doug what are your habits in the morning are you doing gratitude before you go to sleep do you do the goal achievers six things just kind of curious what's doug dane's habits that are good
1: now i have a i have <clears throat> i guess four segments to my day okay um i take it very easy in the morning uh, i ease into my mornings really because i tend to wake up ready to go and so i i move into that sort of calmness of mind so I read a before I go to bed. I read a little daily devotional, a little book that was given to me years ago called called Jesus Calling. Just a little one pager. Jesus, give me some advice on mindset. Um, I do that, um, and then um, I basically have my uh, my self image, my goals, my affirmation, Just have it all on my phone and my computer, and so um, I just I set my mind up and remind myself of these rules, these personal standards, you know, who I am and all that. Um, and then I look at my goal, because you have to set your mind for the day and where you're going. So I set my mind um, and then you have to have a plan. You need, you need a definite plan. So I have a plan, it's in writing, it's a simple plan. It's on a document, it's on my phone. And so I look at my goal, that's where my destination is. And I look at my map, my plan, and I decide, what am I doing? today. And I decide on the six most important things I'm doing today. And then I get busy uh, working on them. So that's uh, mindset um, and uh, get set for the day for my plan. Uh, skill set is an important thing. You got to work on skill set. And then uh, I end the day kind of the same way, just reminding myself of you know who I am and where I'm going and this mission that I'm on. Try to go to bed, you know, with that with that thought. But it's very simple. People always ask Bob. We'd laugh, Bob. What's your study routine? And he'd he'd answer graciously, of course. But he'd he'd get off because it's funny how people, you know, ask for my routine. There is no magic routine. Just find a routine that works for you. I mean, gratitude is very effective. Um, but as far as habit goes, you've heard that quote by Emerson, you know, of what used what used to make heroic vows of amendment if the same old lawbreaker is to keep them. So you're the lawbreaker. So what's the point of promising to make these changes or amendments unless you change? And that's what I found with mistaken identity. If you don't, people are struggling so hard to get form better habits and trying to fix themselves. You don't have to fix yourself. You have to be yourself. So if you can be yourself, then you can make these heroic vows of amendment. It's a lot easier to keep them. Uh, that way. And I now unequivocally know, if you don't change this opinion of yourself, you are going to struggle in your life. Mm. And it shouldn't be that way. So that's kind of my, how I approach it.
0: Uh, Why does it take so long to change your opinion of yourself? And I feel like maybe you need someone to help you change your opinion because you can't do it yourself or?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think that's really essential. I mean, I Luckily for me, I guess, um, there's a few people, but Bob, probably the most important, he saw something in me that I felt, but I didn't believe in myself, but he believed in me. And he just kept uh, reminding me uh, of that. And so, yeah, I think we need to find, and that's one of my gifts. Within about two or three minutes of talking to you with a couple of questions, I pretty much have you all figured out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I can see your gifts, you know, and I can see the real you beyond, you know, this mistaken identity and this false self-image and all that. And so all I do is I I bumped into a lady at a restaurant the other day that bought the book. Because every time you come in here, I feel like you're analyzing me. I said, I'm not analyzing you. Uh, I can just see your authentic self and your gifts. I'm just trying to get you to see what I see.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And um, that's we need people that uh, can see that and then point it out. And then just enough to get you to take a step, to make a move, to take an action step. Because if I can get you to take action and then you get a reaction and it builds up your own belief. It's all cause and effect. If you wanna change your attitude, it's cause and effect. You gotta take action to get a reaction. You go, ah, like even today, being here, This is a this is a cause, this is an action. And there'll be some reaction you know you or somebody watching or something will happen from uh this uh, but you're right and i think i think people should you know follow the likes of you or me um, and let us help you see what we see that you feel that you don't believe that we believe that you're capable of
0: kind of a mouthful but you have a superpower right doug and i using- do
1: <laughs> Bob said one time, because i am getting all these people going, Doug, you have a gift. You have a gift. I, I called Bob up. I go, uh, people keep, I was very uncomfortable with that. People go, people are telling me I have a gift. He goes, you do, Doug? I go, I do? He goes, yeah, you do. He said, everybody's got a gift, Doug. He said, but you're using yours. I go, ah,
0: oh. <laughs> I like that. We're so glad, Doug, you're using your gift to help people. I'm glad you use your gift. Please keep using your gift to help people. It's really effective. I think you're one of the most effective people I know. So uh, for the sake of time, I don't want to take too much of your time, but I kind of want to close with uh, the concept of goal cards, having yeah. a goal card and what's on your goal card. I think in my opinion, coaching people, they just don't know what to do with their lives. They're just, uh, I don't know what to do. So what is yeah. it like doing the goal card, how you learned it and, uh, have you also found that's one of the hardest things when you're coaching people, what they're suffering with?
1: Yeah. I, um, the, the, like uh, the goal card, whatever form you have it in, I, I got a, here's all the goal cards I've had. Wow. All right, I've got them all here. Some I'd hit, some I didn't. Um, the, the goal card gives you uh, what um, an author would call uh, narrative control. It keeps you pointed towards a narrative, to a story, to a destination, right? Um, Our mind, I didn't know this. My mind is a goal-seeking machine. It's constantly scanning my environment. You know, where am I going? So if you don't have a destination that you're pointing towards, that's why people are wandering around aimlessly all day and they're just, they feel lost. And they feel confused because they don't know where they're going. And so the goal card, whatever form, if you got it on a card in your pocket or you have it on your phone or something, it's just, and that's what I said. I People go, people talk about mindset all the time. Mindset, mindset. You have to set your mind to the target. You need a port of call. You know, the captain doesn't just get up in the morning and start steering the ship. He's got a port of call. He's heading. You need a port of call. That's how your mind works. So if you're, And a lot of people don't believe in themselves, so they get these ideas for goals, but they're afraid to sign up for it, like literally even put on a goal card, because they don't know how to get there. Uh, And then they don't believe they can get there. And that's just the way we were taught. We were taught that we're supposed to know how to get there, but that's not how it works. And it goes against our logic. You know, what do you mean? I just pick a goal and just start taking action every day? Yes, that's all you do. What do you mean? I don't worry about tomorrow? No, you don't do that. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because you were taught differently that's how i was taught and i was wrong mm-hmm. you know we, we need a target our mind is is a target seeking machine mm-hmm. yeah. and that gives you purpose and it gives you energy and it it, it actually it actually calms you down uh, if you're not calm and you're wound up because you don't know where the hell you're going yeah you're lost
0: I think growing up, maybe parents, their anxiety and their fears come on to you. Then you're grown up with like a lot of like worry all the time, doubt and worry, like Bob would say. So is yeah. that, that where it stems from?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, in the book, I, spend, I basically break the book down in three parts, learn, unlearn, relearn. And so the first part is we have to learn why we operate the way we do. What is a mistake in identity? What is ours? What were we, one of the chapters is called the big con. We were conned into believing things you know and another chapter is called poison we were we had this stuff jammed down our throat that just didn't make us feel right and we got off off track you know and so yeah we and then we watched the parents you know struggle and we heard them talk and and um uh, we just you just inherit all this stuff you know and um uh, we've got to we have to undo that so that you learn and then you unlearn you have to basically unravel let it all go and then you relearn and you just start operating like bob said with these fundamental basic laws of life mm. and not the man-made rules but the god-made rules and the rules of nature follow those and that's the learn part and that's what you've learned and that's what i've learned and
0: yeah all this like uh po- virus poisoning and stuff if you've programmed for that for years, how long is it gonna to take to get rid of it? I mean, if you're in thirties, or have you found like older people in fifties, sixties, it's harder, younger people, it's easier. What have you seen? How long does it well,
1: take? See, I used to think it would take a really long time if you were older, but what I discovered through my own process was that the reason we make it so hard and it takes so long is because we make it complicated. Um, we think it's hard. We think it's going to take a long time. And then quite frankly, that is just the result of our current narrative and our current system around our mental well-being. Um, clearly, the mental health system doesn't work and it hasn't been, work, hasn't been working for a long, long, long time. And the reason it's getting worse is because those children are now adults with problems and it's perpetuating you know, generationally. And so I learned it actually can happen really, really fast. But like Bob said, Doug, he said, it won't, it won't happen quickly for you, uh, if and until you're willing to accept the idea that it can. And you know what it was, Oren? It was it was actually July um 2021. I was at Bob's studio and that's when it clicked. He said, Doug, I've taught him about a situation. He goes, I was, I was having a problem with some people. He goes, it's all your fault, Doug i go what do you mean it's my fault he goes it's all your fault. so you need to take responsibility i've told you you're making this so hard it's so complicated i told you it's so easy let it go and then it clicked and then that's when i started to write the book
0: sometimes that's all it takes it just takes bob to yell at you yeah yeah
1: yeah slap in the face right (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't have to take long but Everything you know, and everything you've seen, everything you've witnessed with other people, you would you would just have a hard time seeing that it could happen fast. And it did. It was very. It took me a long time. Okay. People would argue, "Well, see, it does." No, I I can tell you if you got to know me. Here's how I got from here to here over a long period, and here's how I got from here to here over a short period. And when you see the story, you go that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. You guys, you guys need to come out and get Doug's book and follow his stuff. Get the book. Get the book, get in there, learn from this man. He's one of the best there is. And um, Doug, I'm so glad you had on the show. Any final thoughts, words you want to give to the audience? Maybe people struggling, suffering, yeah. and how to get through these tough times and connect with you and what, what, any final thoughts?
1: Yeah, I just, I always try to, I always try to close these couple of points. Number one, stop trying to fix yourself. Okay. One of the chapters in the book, there's nothing wrong with me. Stop asking that question, what's wrong with me? You're asking the wrong question. The question you should be asking is, what's wrong with what I believe? What's wrong with what happened to me? What's wrong with who or what I'm following? That's what's wrong. Don't try to fix yourself, just be yourself. And if you're gonna get the book, I always tell people, don't buy the book to, to fix yourself, but go through the book and just let the book work on you. You don't have to do anything. All you gotta do is just read it Get your pen out and answer the questions I ask you at the back of each chapter. Each chapter is like five minutes long. Um, it's a process. It just let the book work on you. And if you let it work, I guarantee you, it'll work. And if you need my help, you come into my, my room and I'll meet you and I'll talk to you and I'll, I'll help you. If you're helping yourself, I will I will help you.
0: Amazing, Doug. Thanks so much. Um, everyone needs to be with you and, and follow you. You guys watching the show, follow Doug Dane. And uh, Doug, I can't wait to have you back again, man. But I mean, uh, what's your plans this weekend? Uh, this this uh, coming up soon? Just more more meetings, more coaching?
1: Just just thinking and working, buddy.
0: <laughs> uh, thanks so much for being on our show. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.